Parenting teens has always been hard, but today's teens are stepping into a world different from the world of previous generations, even their largely Gen X parents. It's a global world with mobile internet, satellite television, and much more. Modern technology is exposing our teens to the best and worst of all human cultures. No longer does the homogenous environment of the Deep South or the expansive Northwest exist. The ethnic boundaries of the Midwestern teenager are far different than in the past. Pluralism, the acceptance of many ideas and philosophies as all being on equal footing, with none being superior to the other, has replaced common beliefs and patterns as the wave of the future. Our teens live in a much more diverse world, including right in their own schools. They face tremendous pressures to achieve and get in the right college, which presumably will equip them for a job in an economy that's undergone dizzying changes in the last decade or so. They don't get enough sleep. Some face bullying via social media or the danger of gun violence. While some measures of teen social health have improved, for example, teen pregnancy has gone way down since its peak in the 1980s, other problems have come along. Narcissism, the ubiquity of screens, issues relating to sexuality. Despite all the changes and challenges, it is my opinion that never before have the parents of teenagers been so important. Teenagers need their parents now more than ever. All research indicates that the most significant influence on the life of a teenager comes from his or her parents. It is only when parents become uninvolved that their main role of guidance is replaced by someone or something else, the gang, the peer group, social media. I am deeply committed to the premise that the teenager's best interest is served when parents assume their role as loving leaders in the home. As I lead nationwide marriage seminars, many of the parents I meet are in a panic mode. This is especially true of parents who have discovered that their own teenager has a sexually transmitted disease, is pregnant, or has had an abortion. Some parents have discovered that their teenager is not only using drugs, but is a known drug pusher in their high school. Others are distraught when they get a call from the local police department saying that their teenager has been arrested and charged with possession of a firearm. The question these parents are asking does not come from a philosophical, detached, or intellectual interest in today's social problems, but rather it flows from deep pools of personal pain. What did we do wrong? We tried to be good parents. We've given them everything they wanted. How could they do this to themselves and us? We just don't understand, they say. Having been a marriage and family counselor for the past 40 years, I am deeply sympathetic with these parents. I also feel great empathy for the thousands of parents whose teenagers are not specifically involved in the destructive behavior noted above, but who live with the reality that if it happened to those teenagers, it could also happen to their teenagers. This book focuses on what I believe to be the most foundational building block of parent-teen relationships, love. I believe that love is concurrently the most important word in the English language and the most misunderstood word. 
It is my hope that this book will remove some of the confusion and help parents focus effectively on how to meet their teenager's emotional need for love. I believe that if this need is met, it will profoundly affect the behavior of the teenager. At the root of much teenage misbehavior is a teen's empty love tank. I am not suggesting that parents do not love their teenagers. I am suggesting that thousands of teenagers do not feel that love. For most parents, it is not a matter of sincerity, but rather lack of information on how to communicate love effectively on an emotional level. After my book, The Five Love Languages of Children, which I co-authored with Ross Campbell, came out, one mom said, Dr. Chapman, your book on the five love languages of children really helped us when our children were younger. But now we have two teenagers, and it's just not the same. We've tried to do what we've always done, but teenagers are different.